We all know that the month of Elul is connected to a pasuk, Ani Ladoidi Vadoidi Li, in Shira Shirim. Ani Ladoidi Vadoidi Li spells Elul. The relationship between the pasuk, Ani Ladoidi Vadoidi Li, with the month of Elul, and the general period in the year that we're in now, is well established in different svarim, in Mamor Chazal, and especially, especially in Chesidus and the Kutatera. The way it's usually understood, according to Hasidus, is that on Elul, we start a new, we turn a page, a new page in our lives. We've been alienated from Hashem. We've done many things that we shouldn't have done. And then comes the blast of the Shefer on Rosh Chodesh Elul, and we wake up and we realize we need to make a change. We need to overcome the gap that was be, has been created between us and Hashem. So the process starts first with Anila Deity. We have to make a decision that we want to change and then change in spite of ourselves. We're not able to function in our service of Hashem be, with excitement because we're not, we're not there yet. We have alienated ourselves. We have been steeped in self-centeredness, in self-indulgence, in all kinds of activities that has distanced ourselves from Hashem. So we need to start with Anila Dedi. Make very hard decisions about changing. Changing the pattern of our lives. Anila Dedi. And then in response, Hashem says, Dedi Li. I will reveal to you, Dedi will come down to Li, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which are called days of awe, Yomim Neroim, because those are days that Hashem charges. He permeates those days with His awesome presence. He reveals the awesome side of his majesty. He's the Melech, the Melech, the exaltedness of the king, the awesome endlessness of the king is exposed on Hashem Yom Kippur, which inevitably inspires an incredible deep sense of awe and trepidation of the great master of the universe. But that doesn't come without a preparation. You can't just immediately walk into a palace, coming off the street, doing all kinds of nonsense. You have to need preparation. So we need a month of preparation. As the Arizal says, the This is the Jew, the Neshama, which has been far away, he was engaged in a Melchama. And then you have to spend a month of Elul to cry and to try to disengage from all the grobkeit and nonsense of a whole year so that we can come begin to have a connection with Hashem. And then we can expect Hashem to reciprocate that by lifting us up through this great exposure of these days of awe. This is the way Chassidus explains the progression from Elul going into Tishrei. The Rebbe comes and adds a whole new understanding to Elul, almost revolutionary. Elul is not on a lower level. Although it says Chassidus, Elul is tshuva il tatoa. It's a low level of tshuva, or yira il tatoa, a low level of awe. It's a level of awe where we need to discipline ourselves to do things in spite of ourselves and subjugate ourselves to Hashem's will with, with great determination and with great devotion, but in, in a way where it's difficult, it's challenging. We need to overcome the barriers that we have created through the whole year. Rosh Hashanah is a whole different thing. The experience there is that we're totally subsumed 
by his awesome greatness and we are totally transparent to his being. We're mesmerized by his presence. That's Rosh Hashanah. Days of awe. It's called Yireh Ilah. A high level of Yireh. So you need Yireh Tatoa first to break yourself, overcome the hurdles and obstacles. And it's hard work. We need to lift ourselves up in spite of ourselves and then we can get Doidili. Says the Rebbe, there's another side to this where Elul is actually on a much higher level than Rosh Hashanah. In other words, Elul is predicated on a level of relationship that is far, far deeper than Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Because in essence, our relationship with Hashem is not restricted merely to the level of behavior. That if you do a lot of mitzvahs, then you connect it more strongly. When you do less mitzvahs, you're less connected. If you do no mitzvahs, and you have no connection to Yiddishkeit, then you're not connected at all. That is a false uh, premise. The premise is, the truth is, that a Jew has a whole other side to his relationship with Hashem. A side that is not contingent on what he does, what he doesn't do, what he knows, what he doesn't know. Even the most ignorant Jew has that relationship. And that is the essence. The essence of the neshama of a Yid is tied to the very essence of who Hashem is. Is, is a portion of God which is not negotiable. Nothing can affect that. This is who you are. An apple will always remain an apple no matter what you do to it. A yid is always a yid. His neshama is intrinsically, this is his identity. He's a, he's a godly being. It can be very suppressed and covered with many layers of dust, but that's still the reality and the truth of who that person is. And that's not contingent on any outside stimulation. This is who the essence is. Essence of the person. So Elul is really about um, highlighting that essential bond. Why would a Jew make a change? A person who is steeped in Olam Hazah, steeped in all the nonsense, and all the preoccupations with self-centered uh, gratifications, with, with, with decadence, suddenly make a radical shift that my life is not going to be about me and my desires and my pleasures, but suddenly it's going to be about Hashem, something very lofty, selfless. Such a radical shift, what makes a person? Why well, give somebody the impetus to do that? It's only the realization, this is who I am. No matter where I go, that, that, my, my identity is always there. And when a person realizes this is my, my essential identity, is my essential being, is the connection with Hashem that gives us the impetus to say, okay, i got to make changes. So the whole Chodesh Elul is operating, functioning, in you know, relationship with Hashem based on the very essence of who we are. The Etzema Neshama, which is the source of all the sensational experiences that a Jew can possibly develop. Great understanding, great emotional ecstasy on Rosh Hashanah. It's all based on that essential uh, makeup which is bonded, is linked to the essence of Hashem. And that can never be undone. And that is the source and the base for everything. So on Elul, our relationship is based on the essence of our neshamas. Yes, it's not in a sensational way. Our, our senses are not stimulated, but the essence is there. And this is when we try to be makar of ourselves through Hashem after being so distant and so alienated. The same is when we try to approach another Jew. The Rebbe taught us, it's not like some groups 
they see another Jew who's totally foreign from Yiddishkeit, doesn't know what Jewish being means. That they're, they're far, they have no connection to Yiddishkeit now. I gotta change them. I gotta make them, introduce them to ideas and convince them and conquer them to become Jewish, to become more connected to Yiddishkeit. What if I don't succeed? No, okay. So this Jew will not be connected to Yiddishkeit. So, so you win some and you lose some. The Rebbe looked very differently at a Jew. And he taught us to look at a Jew who is totally disengaged with Torah and Mitzvahs at Yiddishkeit, doesn't even know what it means to be Jewish, and see him through the lens of his etzim. His boni matosh, his neshama is godly. And that's how I see him. He sees him through this lens. All I need to do is just to make sure that his sensibilities are developed and cultivate his mind, his heart, his soul, that he begins to appreciate it all also on a conscious level. Therefore, to have a Jew and not succeed, to bring a Jew closer, is not negotiable. It's not an option. That's another chilekal mamish, not being brought back, wallowing in, in the worst possible levels of, of uncleanliness. It's not negotiable. Every Jew is precious. Even it's worth spending an entire day for one Jew. See you